0: Hi, everyone. Happy Labor Day. This is Matt McGee, your host for The Walkthrough. I hope you and your family are having a safe holiday today, wherever you may be and whatever you might be doing. If you are tuning in for part two of Winning the Listing Appointment with Aaron Novello, that is coming up next week on September 14th. For Labor Day today, I have an amazing story for you that celebrates the labor you do for your clients. This is an encore presentation of one of my favorite episodes that we have ever done. We published this all the way back in March. In fact, it was episode number two, and it went out on the day that we launched the walkthrough. Considering how much the show has grown since then, I am sure that most of you have not heard this episode. But you should. It's a conversation with Raylene Lewis, a Homelight Elite agent, In College Station, Texas, and it's about a sale that she saved more than once, overcoming incredible odds and obstacles along the way. She even had people telling her the deal is dead just days before closing. I am confident when I say it's one of the most remarkable real estate stories you'll ever hear. So as you enjoy Labor Day, enjoy this encore episode as a reminder of the amazing work you all do For your clients. If you're in real estate long enough, you're going to have a difficult transaction at some point. There's no avoiding it. Eventually, you're going to have the kind of transaction that tests your skills, your smarts, your determination, and a lot of other things. So imagine this scenario you get a call from an older woman whose husband recently died. She's now the sole owner of an inexpensive investment property in your area. She lives out of town, by the way. She's calling because she just received notification that there's an outstanding tax lien on the home and foreclosure is scheduled for 14 days later. 14 days. She's scared she can't afford to pay the lien and she doesn't want a foreclosure on her name. She wants to know what her options are. Other agents have already turned her away and told her, I can't help you. But you take her on, never mind that the home is worth substantially less than $100,000. You find an investor who will buy the home sight unseen. You call on your attorney friends to help because the husband didn't have a will, so that complicates things. You get everything handled in record time, and closing is scheduled three days before foreclosure. Wait a second, you know what? I'm going to let our guest tell the rest of the story because a lot happened in those last three days. This is the walkthrough. Hey everyone, I'm Matt McGee, and in this show, you'll learn what's working right now from the best real estate agents in the country. The walkthrough is part of Homelight's Agent Resource Center, which we created to help agents like you grow your business from good to great to amazing. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents, and we believe that by helping agents like you be more productive, more efficient, and more successful, the entire industry improves. If you'd like to reach me with feedback, ideas, or questions about the show, just send an email to homelight.com In fact, we're going to be reading and sharing some of those incoming emails on future shows. So if you have a question that you want to ask other agents, send us an email. If you have a follow-up question for today's guest, send us an email. Again, the address to use is homelight.com. Normally on the show, we focus on expert tips and advice to help you grow your business, but this episode is different. I'm calling this one, The Story Behind the Sale. Oh sure, there are lessons to be learned, but it's more about dedication, persistence, hard work, and doing what's right, even if there's not a big paycheck waiting at the end. This episode is a celebration of how great real estate agents do their job and hopefully serves as inspiration for all of you listening. On today's show, you're going to hear from Raylene Lewis, one of the top agents in College Station, Texas. Raylene's story is a testament to something we at Homelight believe in strongly, that great real estate agents will always be a valued and necessary part of the real estate process. What you're about to hear just happened a couple months ago. When I spoke to Raylene for this podcast, I invited her to tell the story from start to finish. I said I'd stay as quiet as possible and hold my questions until the end. So sit back and enjoy this remarkable story behind the sale.
1: So here's what happened. I had an older woman uh, named DJ. She contacted me and she was really, really upset. And what had happened was her husband had recently passed away and he didn't have a will. They did not live locally. They lived um, out of town and they owned an investment property that had a tenant that was occupied. It was actually a long term tenant and the property was currently leased. And um, the tenant had been there, like I said, for several years. And kind of like in my house, you know, the husband had handled the majority of the finances and the paperwork while they were married. And after his passing, she was just absolutely shocked to receive uh, a notice in the mail that said that uh, they had unpaid taxes on this investment piece of property to the tune of over (laughs) $40,000. And um, their investment home was going to be foreclosed on in less than fourteen days, and that's huge. I mean, my heart just broke for her because if the property's foreclosed on in her name, I mean that that destroys this lady's credit, this widow's credit for seven years. Um, So they didn't have a mortgage on the property, which is kind of like, well, then okay, well, you know what was going on there. But the the tenant had always paid on time. The tenant didn't know anything about the situation. This lady's soon going to be losing her property, you know, receiving the foreclosure on her credit score, um, all because these these taxes weren't paid and, you know, you got to pay your taxes. She had talked to a couple other real estate agents and they pretty much told her, look, I'm so sorry. I cannot help you. I mean, you've got 14 days till this property is going to be on the courthouse steps. And that's just not enough time for us to do anything. And so when she reached out to me, she was like, she, she just told me that she had, you know, kind of, I was her last hope. And otherwise she was, she was giving up. Now here's the other thing. When she gave me the address of the property, we're talking about a property that held a value of under a dollars. So, um, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at numbers and I'm thinking, okay, you know, how much how much room do we have? What can we do? Because we would have to get the property under contract right away, right, right away and jump through a lot of hoops to get it closing. Because of some of the other issues that I mentioned before, that people who don't sell homes on a regular basis, you know, might not know, which I'll go into, like the fact that we didn't have a will um, and things like that for for the property. So I told her that I would do everything I could, um, which I did to assist her in getting this home sold uh, prior to foreclosure. And the first step was, you know, going and taking a look at the property, which was, you know, dealing with the people that were currently managing the property, getting talking them into getting me a key same day, you know, letting me into the house because tenants typically like quite a bit of notice. Um, But I ran basically dropped everything and um, got with the leasing company, went and took uh, a look at the property, uh, got, took photos of the property, and then started making phone calls. And um, I was able to, I asked her, the biggest thing was, and this is what agents need to remember to do and, and clients need to remember to do, is, you know, tell us right away what your goals are so there's no assumptions, you know? Um, and in this case, what DJ said was, look, Raylene, I, I just want out. I, I don't want this foreclosure on my credit. I don't want to put the tenants that have been good tenants in a bad position because this bill, this big bill wasn't paid. All I'm asking you to do is to get me out so that the foreclosure doesn't happen. Um, so that's, that's that was that was my goal from the start was to to do exactly what she said. So I found uh, an investor after quite a few phone calls who was willing to take a look at my photos, and um, because of my previous relationship with them and um, the fact that I treated him right every single time, he agreed to buy the property sight unseen, pay cash, and close in the required two weeks. So it was like a little score. Yes. Okay. We're now, now we're getting the ball running. <laughs> now right.
0: we're starting. So
1: within uh, 24 hours of the call, I submitted a contract um, to DJ with a closed date because there are lots of steps that have to take place in order for the property to actually sell. We can't just go, okay, and here's your check, you know, right, it's a right. process. And so in looking and talking to the title company and kind of figuring out how we were going to work out possible issues on the title, um, we had the, the close date set for 72 hours prior to the foreclosure. And so next step, as everybody knows, was, you know, even though I am working for DJ to get her property sold, I also want to make sure with this investor that the house is really in the condition that I think it's in you know, that we really are good to go, especially because he was buying it sight unseen. So made a couple more phone calls and um, got a a full property inspection done same day, (laughs) the the very, very, very next day. So we had um, inspections done, sent that over to the um, investor who was like, okay, yep, I'm good. Um, You know, got him a copy of the lease, all that. Made sure that his numbers were, were what I had said and what he thought. And then we were able to proceed. So I contacted uh the title company as well as a local attorney because in this case, I've been doing this long enough to know that um we needed to have an affidavit of airship. And what that means is that the person um who is selling the property, the the widow, needed to find three witnesses to help her sign that says, Yes, this is who DJ is. Yes, she's got the property, and we verified that this is the um. Uh, that she is who she says she is and that there are no um, uh, additional heirs. So we got that done. And then (laughs) I'm like, okay, we're, 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 we're almost there. And 24 hours prior to the closing date, um, the title company gave me a call and said that they had found an additional unpaid federal tax lien on the property of over $35,000. $35,000. Now, remember, Ouch. this whole property is under $100,000, right. okay? The the first thing which we knew about and knew was accurate was over $40,000. So, I mean, we are super getting up there to where it's just not possible the dj didn't have any money to bring to closing you know so the budget that we were working on and you know what it costs to sell the home you know paying the taxes paying the title company it, it there was just a very very tiny tiny bit that we had to work with and in this case when the title company saw the the federal unpaid federal tax lien they were like look raylene the deal is dead. Okay. There, there is no way the property can close. Um, we're now well beyond the sales price of the property and we've already talked to DJ. We know she doesn't have the money to bring to closing. So we're just going to let you know, just close it out and let's move on.
0: They said the deal's dead.
1: Yeah. They said, they said, Raylene, it's it's over, the deal's dead. Look, they said that I could just, you know, relax and that um, if the investor still wanted the property, he could buy it on the courthouse steps, you know, on Tuesday. That was, that was what I was told. And I was like, okay, yes, that helps half the problem in that, um, you know, then the investor, if he still wanted the property, could get it because he had spent money on inspections. But no, that doesn't solve my goal at all because the whole point of us going through everything was so that DJ would not have that foreclosure on her credit score. To me, no does not always mean no, um, until (laughs) I have exasperated all possible options and made sure, you know, and that's just part of, I don't know, just experience, I would say, for doing this for so long. Um, Mistakes can happen. And, um, sometimes I, I just want to make sure that I have all of the information because this is, you know, like my grandmother always said, you know, there's always more than one way, you know, there's always more than one way. And, and sometimes no matter how many ways you try, it's still not possible, but, um, I've always lived by my, my grandmother's motto. I'm always trying to think outside the box to say, okay, well, I just got shut down here. Is there any other road, avenue, path I could take that would still meet my client's goals that's, that's realistically possible. So in this case, um, what I did was um, I did not call the deal dead, which is typical Raylene. And, and this time I called my buyer. <clears throat> Sorry, I called, I called the seller. And I said, um, hey, DJ, the title company is saying that there is an additional lien. Now, sometimes sellers don't know. Okay, and sometimes they do and they just don't tell you. But DJ was absolutely insistent with me that um, there had been another lien, but that it had been paid off and that there that she was 100 percent convinced she was 100 percent sure that that lien was not there, that there was no other lien on the property. I mean, I asked her several times and, you know, you can hear it in somebody's voice, the conviction. You know, she did not believe that that lien was real. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, let's just pretend, let's pretend it is, and she didn't know, right? So then I started asking her a couple other questions. And I think of this, a good way to think of it, like if you're just somebody who's listening to this, is like, you know, when a buyer wants to buy a property and they say, I want a four bedroom, two bath house, I don't just go and run with that. Because to me, this, the, the knowledge of, okay, you have a four bedroom, two bath house, or this is what you want, isn't as important to me as how are you going to use the four bedroom, two bath. Yes. Or when somebody says, you know, um, I need, I want a minimum of an acre. Well, do they really want a minimum of an acre? or do they just want privacy you know same thing for a 4 bedroom 2 bath do you do you need four full bedrooms are you wanting one to be a study one to be a game room because as an agent you could automatically eliminate things that would have been potentially the perfect house for, your, for the client. right? So it's really important to understand the background and the why. And that's kind of the same thing here. So I asked a question that some people don't think of, but that's really important when we're dealing with these liens. I asked her, I said, um, I, you know, ma'am, I, I don't mean you any disrespect, but can you tell me anything about your, your marriage with your late husband, just in case something had been Overlooked, you know. Have you always been married? That sort of thing. And believe it or not, DJ and her husband had been divorced. They got a divorce. They remarried again later, but they uh, they were divorced for a while, like signed by a judge and everything. And of course, my next question was, can I have a copy of that decree, <laughs> that divorce <laughs> decree? <laughs> So, I mean, she was surprised. Well, yeah, you know why? We got back married. And I'm like, mm-hmm. But I knew that that was an investment property and she had never lived in the house. So if in the divorce decree, the property had been um uh, given to her then that would nullify this federal tax lien. You know, it would it would not apply to her. So um, when, when she told me that she had gotten a divorce, I was just so excited. And then she sent me a copy of the decree and it turns out that that property was hers. Um, it was given to her in the divorce, which means that the federal tax lien, which was under the husband's name, uh, did not apply uh, for this transaction. So I was like, woohoo! So I called the title company back and asked to speak to the general manager. And I said, look, my client says that that federal tax lien was paid off, um, that that federal tax lien is not in place. So I want you to research and confirm. I want you to call me back and tell me, yes, Raylene. Yes, I pulled it again. Yes, I double checked. And it's still there. Okay, and then, at the same time, I'm over on the other side now I've got uh, an attorney. I hired a um really really good attorney friend of mine uh who I just needed to do a little bit of paperwork. A, I gave him the copy of the divorce decree to review to make sure, because I'm not a real, I'm not a, I'm not an attorney, right? So I can't say for sure. I need somebody who is the professional to say, and that's part two of what being a good agent is, you know, even if I can't solve the problem, even if I can't answer it, an agent who, you know, knows their job and knows how it works and has been in business can get you in touch with the right people to help get the the, the job accomplished. So That's what we did in this case. Um, I contacted the attorney. I sent him the divorce decree. And he was like, yep, it doesn't apply. It's owned by her. It's not community property. So then I was like, great. Can you send a nice little letter to the title company for me um, to provide documentation that um, it was, that the federal tax lien was with her deceased husband and did not run with the rental property. So in addition to, I remember I had already asked him to help me do the um, affidavit of heirship. He just threw that in too and sent a letter. Surprise surprise, um wasn't really too long after that, I get a phone call back from the title company and she confirmed that they had received the documentation from the attorney that confirmed that the tax lien did not apply uh to the property and that the prop- to to the seller in this case to DJ and that the property could close but she also apologized because it turns out that when they went back and reviewed that second lien, the one that had called the deal was dead. Uh-huh. Yeah. That lien oh. had expired in July of 2019 and had never been refiled. Now that could have either been because he had, he was passed and it was noted that he was passed, you know, or that it was really was paid off. But the point is my client was right. There was no lien in place. And because I believed her and I pushed the issue, you know, now we could we could close either way. We could have closed because I proved that the, the, the tax lien wasn't there anymore or because it didn't even matter even if it was still there because since they had been divorced previously and since the property was hers, it didn't even apply. So... Thus, my ability to brag at the very end <laughs> of you because that property closed on time. The tenant was allowed to stay in their rental home. They never even knew that they came so close to having to find another place to stay, right? The seller, she was able to sell her property. Um, and she was so sweet. She was just so, so happy. It was that was like the best thing ever was for me to tell her, you're all done. There's not nothing on your credit, you're all set the property has closed, you know, and congratulations. And then, you know what, even the investor was happy because he got a fully occupied rental property. So, and yay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the most amazing story. It's like all the, I think like all this happened in a span of what, just a couple weeks, right?
1: Oh yeah. It was like, it was in less than two weeks because, and you have to think about that. That includes weekends, right? So oh my gosh. it was, you know, 10 working days and i don't even think i found out on a monday i think we i think she had called me like on a tuesday or wednesday so it was it was super stressed because now it was like oh yay but at the time i'm just sitting there going okay what are we going to do how can we get there who will who will jump and run with me to help make this happen because it just it's it wasn't an easy thing everyone if you're enjoying the walkthrough we'd appreciate it if you tell the real estate agents in your network about us even more please rate and review us on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen your feedback helps us get better and in some cases can also help new listeners find and hear us and when we get around to having you on the show the more listeners the better right
0: Oh, my gosh. It's uh, it, That's the, just the most remarkable story. Now, I know that real estate agents, you know, there's there's other agents that have had difficult sales or, you know, strange stories, you know, stuff like this. How does this compare, like, over your real estate career? Is this the most unique, most difficult, most challenging sale that you've been involved in? Like, have has anything remotely similar to this happened to you before?
1: You know, um, I, I would say... <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> when when you do this, when you do as many transactions, um, you know I would say that this one was uniquely challenging in its own way, and this was the first time that um, the title company had told me, you know, that the deal was absolutely dead, and then I was able to provide two ways where it wasn't. That's just what's so fun about being a realtor, and why, knowing what I know now, I would never ever sell a house for sale by owner. Because the craziest things can happen and you just never know. And so you need an advocate on your side. And just because, I mean, my goal typically is to make sure that my client does not know about all the crazy hoops that we had to jump through to make the transaction happen. You know, I just, because the more that they, that they know, if there are any problems, then, then that worries and that upsets them. Sure. Right. So it, it's our job to get with the other agent to figure out how to negotiate the deal, to get our clients what they want. So as far as they were concerned, it was just a smooth transaction and we were just fine. And, you know, here's your check or, you know, here's your keys to your house at the end of the day. But yeah, that's Realtors should write could write books, I'm sure, because
0: there's all sorts of fun things. That happen. <laughs> so let me let me ask you a question, just based on exactly on what you just said right there, um, because obviously, as you said, right, it's important to communicate with your your clients regularly, let them know what's going on. But as you said, this was you know an older female, and there's a lot of you know she's under a lot of stress just by the nature of the situation. Were there times when you were sort of debating with yourself, like how much I should share with her what's going on?
1: I mean, yes, absolutely. Um, I'm always debating how much to share. And usually I'll tell my clients what happened once I've already got the solution. So, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, this came up, but don't worry because this is what we did. And so you're all good. And so in talking to, in, in staying in constant contact with the DJ, I mean, it really is a, a team effort and particularly in this case to actually get the goals reached. If DJ hadn't answered my, my calls regularly you know, if she hadn't taken the time to go to her records and pull up the um, the paperwork from the judge or didn't have it with her, then I would not have been um, as successful as I was. Uh, it's just, you know, you always want to be upfront and honest with your client, but you want to let them know that you have their best interest at heart and that you are doing everything you can to meet their goals. And then you let them know, you know, what you need so that you can you can reach the finish line.
0: Gotcha. Now l- let me ask you back to the beginning, real quick, um, because you mentioned that she had contacted some other agents uh, to explain the situation. The other agents had said there was you know nothing that could be done. It was a helpless situation. Then she contacts you. What about the situation makes you think that it's not helpless? I
1: mean, I don't know. I I don't ever really find a helpless situation. Um, it's not helpless until I've tried it and, and exasperated all my resources. You know, um, I just, I just don't believe anything is, is helpless. I don't think there is such a situation. Typically there's, you know, there's a straightforward way to solve the problem, but the straightforward way isn't always the best way or is, you know, isn't the the way that's going to end up in the closing. So you kind of have to think of it from a true salesperson standpoint on how can I get from, point A to point B. And maybe that's why the other agents couldn't. I mean, I'm sure she told them, you know, well, there's no will, right. And we've only got 14 days. And, you know, as soon as you say the address of the property, you know, about how much the property is going to be. And so, you know, it's just, it's easier for some people, I guess, not to try, especially when there's not that much money involved. I mean, this was a, this was a cheap deal. And it, took a lot of time, but for me, a large part of the the fun is solving the problem, reaching the goal and, and helping the client so you know some agents go the extra mile and others don't and so it 's make sure you find an agent who will every time
0: yeah and i mean and since it was since it was sort of a you know a, a less expensive home, clearly you know um the 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 paycheck you get at the end was not your motivation here.
1: <laughs> no. No, no. There's quite a few times where the paycheck <laughs> isn't the end. Isn't isn't the end. I I, I do it because it's I want to help people and I, I like solving the problems. You want an agent who loves their job for what it is not just to get the paycheck at the end of the day.
0: Right. There, uh, another thing that I, that I want to make sure that we make the point of too, you mentioned a couple of times um, just now when we were chatting that, you know, it's a, a team effort here. You clearly had, you know, investors that you could reach out to at the beginning um, and it sounds like you also have a good relationship with the attorney, or perhaps more than one attorney that you were able to reach out to. Because I just I know locally here in our area, if we were to call an attorney and ask for them to do, to you know to help with something, it might be two or three days before we get a reply. But you needed everybody to be like on their game and and just like go into you know take action like right away. So. I think is the lesson there the value of having a good network of people that you can rely oh, on. Yes,
1: yeah. So the the network is super super important. So even if my investors, you know, had said no, I still wouldn't have stopped. I, I've been a realtor here, like I said, for nineteen years now. I know which other agents in town and with what other companies. Also, tend to have investors that would look for this type of property. So, if 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 Plan A had not gone forward exactly like I had wanted to, and I hadn't found anybody, then I start calling around and start shooting out the information to other agents to see if they had somebody, you know, who is willing to do the deal.
0: I just think this this story is so wonderful as proof of how necessary agents are. And I'm so grateful that you shared this with us on Facebook and that you're coming on the podcast to share it as well. And I hope that's the big, or at least one of the big takeaways that listeners have too, is just to like, don't listen, don't believe whenever, you know, you hear that agents aren't needed. Don't ever believe that sort of stuff because... Stories like this happen, and and Raylene, I'll let I'll give you the last word. Like what, like what do you think? What would you want listeners to take away from this incredible story that you told?
1: Well, gosh, I mean, thank you for coming out, but thank you for you know contacting me and 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 for listening to my story today, and and just know that a really good real estate agent works so hard, literally twenty four seven, to help their clients meet their goals, and we'll do everything possible to make sure that, you know, be it buyer or seller, they are treated fairly, they are treated with respect, and that their absolutely best interest is at heart.
0: How great is that, gang? What a story. I said at the beginning that it's about dedication and persistence and all that, which is all true, but I think it's also about knowing your business inside and out, thinking quickly to overcome obstacles, having a great network of associates around you, knowing who the investors are, having access to attorneys who can help in a pinch. And maybe most of all, it's about not taking no for an answer and always fighting for your client no matter what gets in the way. I hope you'll remember Raylene's story next time you hear someone talk about the end of the real estate agent or how agents aren't needed anymore. We certainly don't believe that here at HomeLight. In fact, we'd love to tell more stories like this. If you've had a transaction that fits this idea of you know, the story behind the sale, tell us about it. Send an email to walkthrough at walkthroughathomelight.com and hopefully we'll do more like this in the future. You can also use that email address if you have questions for Raylene, questions for me or HomeLight, or just wanna share some feedback. Like what's going through your mind now that you've heard the full story behind that remarkable transaction. Email us, let us know, at homelight.com That's all for this week. Raylene, thank you again for sharing your story behind the sale and thank you for listening. Go out and sell some homes and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.